very young. I, uh, I'll be celebrating this year 25 years of full-time preaching ministry. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. But I was, I was stage fright. That was a problem. It's hard to be a preacher and be stage fright. And I, I couldn't figure out how to, how to preach because I, I was scared to death of preaching in front of people. You know, I did real good in front of the mirror and the stuffed animals. They were always the amen corner, but it was preaching in front of people. And, and there was a, that, that's kind of a, an important part of preaching. There's going to be people there. And it, was, it wasn't until the Lord showed me, don't worry about preaching to people, just worship me to people. I could do that. I didn't mind worshiping him. When I preach, that's all I'm doing. I'm not so much preaching as I'm just up here worshiping him to you. He is a good God. He is a mighty God. His name is Jesus. He's wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I could do this all day long. Glory. So I, I, I'm going to do what they call preaching, but I'm not going to stop worshiping. Amen. John chapter 21, verse 3 simply says, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, oh, thank God that the morning is on its way. When the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you today on this subject, cast your net on the right side. I wonder if you could lift your hands to God this morning and ask His blessing upon the remainder of this time we have together in His presence. Lord, I thank you for being in this place. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for being among us and being in us and being all around us. I pray, Lord, that you'll anoint this time that we have together. I pray you'll anoint the preaching of the Word of God. Help us in Jesus' name to hear it and to receive it. We love you and we give you praise in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. The scripture says in Romans 1, 16, I am not ashamed 
of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. We must understand that every time we preach the word of God, we are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are not just preaching something that we have a strong opinion about. We're not preaching our pet subjects, our preferred topics. But regardless of where we approach it from, we must preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether we begin by reading from the book of Genesis, the book of Psalms, the book of Matthew, or the book of Revelation, we must always be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's only one message, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel that that God would manifest himself in the flesh of mankind. That the glory of God, the, the power of God, and the wisdom of God would be personified in the man Christ Jesus who was God, 100% God and 100% man. Hallelujah. And the prophets foretold this, explained and expressed that this would be the case, that Jesus the Christ, Jehovah, would become our salvation. So the gospel has to do with the foretelling of the life of Jesus. And then the gospel has to do with the actual birth of Jesus Christ. And the gospel has to do with the life of Jesus Christ. The innocent and the blameless life of Jesus Christ. And the gospel has to do with the, the death of Jesus Christ. He was numbered with the transgressors. He was beaten, bruised, and wounded as though he were a mass murderer. And yet he had no sin in his body. Not only does the Bible, the gospel, have to do with the foretelling and the birth and the life and the death, but the burial of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and Jesus showing himself alive by many infallible proofs and Jesus ascending on high. Hallelujah. And Jesus pouring out his spirit. Hallelujah. And Jesus coming again. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to concentrate our attention on the, the crux of the whole matter. The fact that he rose up triumphantly from the dead and showed himself, as the book of Acts would tell us, alive by many infallible proofs. I want you to hear that scripture again. He showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. There's so much loaded in that one verse of scripture. Number one, we need to understand that these were infallible proofs. Infallible. They were undeniable. They could not be discredited. They could not be challenged. It was absolutely miraculous and divine, the proofs that he gave to his disciples. You must know that they were devastated when they first learned that Jesus, whom they believed would be their king to rule and to reign. They believed that he perhaps would overthrow the kingdom of Rome 
Jesus said, that's not the kind of kingdom I'm talking about. Throughout his ministry, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto. And he talked about everything from a sower that went forth to sow to a man that had two sons and a, a man who lent out his vineyard and, and a man who had bidden uh, people to the marriage supper and on and on. He, he taught them the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And, and, yet, and yet when it was all said and done, they were surprised that he was crucified. It was such a traumatic event, the brutality that he suffered and experienced upon the cross so took them by surprise. But when he was buried and then rose from the dead and showed himself alive, hallelujah. And I pray today that in whatever circumstance you face, that you will allow the Lord to enter those circumstances and show himself alive. I want you to know that God is not dead. He is alive. I said God is not dead. He is alive. Jesus is not just a figure upon the pages of history. He is alive, even forevermore. Hey, I know this isn't Easter Sunday. I'm not waiting till no Easter Sunday. Today is the day of salvation, and we must declare it loud and clear that Jesus is alive. Somebody told you that he was dead and gone. Somebody told you that he's just a figure of historical importance. Somebody told you he was a great teacher or a great sage. And somebody lied to you. He is alive. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's the great I am. He's the altogether lovely. Jesus is alive. Oh, bless his name. He showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. I mean, it was, it was infallible proofs like they're all standing in a room and Jesus walks into the room. Now that doesn't sound spectacular unless you realize that Jesus walked in from this way and the door is that way. And they look over. Trying to find what door he came through. Only to learn he was walking through walls. <laughs> Hallelujah. They were, so, they were so beaten down by their doubt and their, and their distress. That when they would see him they wouldn't even know it was him. They walked alongside of him down the road to Emmaus. Until they came to the place where they would stop. And they said... Because they were so impacted by his words. It was Jesus in a resurrected body. And they had no clue that it was him. And they said, would you please stay with us and eat? Because we miss the kind of words you're saying. If you only knew this Jesus that we wish were still here. He said, yeah, sounds like a great guy. They went into the room and they were preparing to eat. And, and when Jesus took the bread. Hallelujah. And he began to break the bread. Little light switches started going off in their minds when they looked at the way that he broke the bread. They thought there's only one person who breaks the bread like that. I remember when he broke the bread and he blessed it and he fed 5,000. Hallelujah. 
My prayer today is, Lord, as I handle the bread of life, may I break the bread like you broke the bread. Because I don't want to break the bread any other way than how Jesus broke the bread. And I don't know what church you attend on a regular basis, but you better make sure they're breaking the bread the way Jesus broke the bread. Because there's only one way to break this bread. Oh, hallelujah. You can break it however you want to break it. And you can give a little piece to them and a little piece to them. They can dip it in their sauce and eat it. And that's that. But when Jesus breaks the bread, it multiplies in his hand. Infallible proofs. Infallible proofs. And this is one of those infallible proofs. Jesus is standing on the shore. Now you've got to hear this because Peter looks at his friends. Now, they've just come through so much. Jesus has been crucified. He's been brutalized before their very eyes. It was, it was, it was unthinkable, the things that were done to Jesus. Someone so pure, someone so innocent. And they saw it all. And Peter deals with this, this fact that he denied the Lord three times. And they're, they're dealing with this whole matter of, of Jesus having been crucified. And they're, they're trying to come to grips with what. And somebody said he rose from the dead. And the Bible says that Peter looked at his buddies and said, Well, I don't know about you, but I'll go a fishing. That's what I'm going to do. And you know what? And, and, and I, you know, that's kind of our... Gentlemen, that's kind of the way we approach things in life. We don't know how to explain it. We don't know how to deal with it. Something's stressful. Something's problematic. We're not sure how to think about these things. There's only one solution. I'm going fishing. Y'all deal with what you want to deal with. And I've got my cell phone off. I'm going fishing. Peter goes a fishing. And you got to, the, 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 the reality of this and the challenge of this is that the fishing is what he did before he met Jesus. See, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus walked up to, to two men that were fishing. They were mending their nets, and they were, they were professional fishermen. Their names were Peter and Andrew. They were brothers. And Jesus walks up on them, and he says unto them, Hey, if you will cast down your nets and follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And there was something about the way that he said it. And something about the concept of I'm going to take what you know and raise it to a level you've never understood. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that I'm going to do in you and through you, but you've got to follow me. You didn't have to ask them twice. They forsook their nets. They didn't just cast them aside. The Bible says they forsook their nets and they followed Jesus. Hallelujah. I would to God that somebody in this place would say, Lord, if there's anything in my life I need to forsake in order to follow you, I will forsake it and follow you. There was a day when we would preach repentance. Anybody remember that word? There was a day when we preached turning away from sin. Anybody remember that concept? Come on, this is old time preaching that I'm doing. Because there's got to be something inside of you that says nothing is going to prevent me from getting close to God. And if this is going to prevent me, I'll forsake everything and follow Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 
And already I can hear folks saying, uh-oh. I don't know about forsaking stuff. I was just hoping to have a good time. Why don't we just shout again? That, that was a lot. It was fun. Now he's talking about forsaking stuff and following Jesus. A little bait and switch. No fishing pun intended. Well, there's no bait and switch. There's just something about when you hear the, when you hear, hallelujah, the words of Jesus, follow me, follow me, follow me. You can't be dragging all your baggage along with you. You can't be dragging all your professional expertise in this and that and all your opinions and all of your conjecture and all your speculation and all your doubt with you. You've got to forsake what you know and follow him. They walk a little ways, and he's got Peter and Andrew with him, and they come to another ship. And there are two other brothers, the sons of Zebedee, James and John. And they're mending their nets, getting ready to go out and, and go a-fishing. And Jesus says to them, cast your nets aside. Follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And they forsook their nets, left their father in the ship, with the, the employees of the ship and said, y'all have a good day. We're following Jesus. I mean, it was all out abandonment to follow Jesus. And what a journey they had. Could you imagine following Jesus when a woman with an issue of blood reaches out and touches his garment and he stops the crowd and says, who touched me? And there's this little woman who for 12 years has been wrestling with a disease that the doctors couldn't heal. And Jesus said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And that was just what he did at lunchtime. He moves on just a few, a few feet, goes to Jairus' house and walks in. And there's this girl that's 12 years old and she's laying dead on a bed. And Jesus said, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. And everybody laughed him to scorn because of such a, an outrageous claim. And Jesus said, then you all get out of the room. Get out of the room if you don't believe. And he looked at her and he said, made arise, talitha kumai, made arise. Took her by the hand. She was made whole. She was made to live again. He walks out into the room and says, here's your daughter. She's alive and well. I mean... It'd be pretty awesome to follow Jesus. What about when he shows up at Lazarus' funeral four days late? Now, y'all, I'm, I'm, I wrestle with punctuality. I'm gonna, I confess it, and I take it to God in prayer, and y'all keep praying for me in Jesus' name. But, but four days? And he shows up four days late. Everybody's mad at him. Martha's crying. Mary's crying. And, and, and said, if you would have been here, my brother would still be alive. By the end of it all, Jesus is crying. Jesus wept. This was a sad day. But those followers of Jesus looked upon him. They didn't know what was going to happen. They just knew something was about to happen. And if you follow Jesus long enough, you get to that point where you don't know what it's going to be. You just know it's going to be good. I'm going to keep on watching. I don't know what he's going to do, but I know it's going to be good. Jesus walked up to that place and said, roll away the stone. See, Jesus doesn't cast stones. He rolls stones away. He said, roll away the stone. When they rolled away the stone, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth. 
I could go on and on from one miracle to the next. The, the, the eye-popping miracles that they saw Jesus perform. So you can imagine how such a turn of events when Jesus was, was taken by murderous soldiers and, and was betrayed by chief priests and, 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 was, and was arrested, detained, and was sentenced to die. And then he was mocked and ridiculed. He had just a week earlier been praised and lauded and everybody was waving palm leaves saying, Hosanna in the highest. And now he's being led down the Via Dolorosa and he is being mocked and persecuted and ridiculed and smitten and stricken and afflicted and wounded and bruised and chastised and they see it all and he bleeds and he dies and he gives up the ghost and into the Father's hands he commends his spirit. It is a travesty that they behold with their eyes. And some of them are conflicted about it. Thomas is doubting. Peter denied him. They don't even know where Judas is. Judas is suicidal for his betrayal. And it is everything has been upended. And Peter was like, I can't deal with this. I'm going fishing. And so he goes a fishing. And they were like, well, we might as go well fishing too, you know. Might as well go fishing too because he's, he's right, guys. It was fun while it lasted. It was good. Remember when we forsook our nets? Remember when we cast everything aside and followed Jesus? Man, I wish we could go back to the good old days. When, when holes were being cut in ceilings and sick folks were being let down and Jesus was healing them. I wish we could go back to the good old days when we were starving and there was five loaves and two fish. But that didn't matter. We had Jesus in the house. And he turned the whole thing into an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. I mean, just, just the good old days. We can get trapped in the circumstances where we currently find ourselves thinking that today is bad and the good old days are behind us and that there's nothing to look forward to and we just, we just go back to what it was we did before we really began to know Jesus. Don't ever go back. You don't listen. You don't have to go back. Don't you remember what it felt like? I'm going to use that word, what it felt like when he saved you, when he raised you. Don't you remember when that, that remember when the burdens lifted off of your shoulders? I, you may not feel that right now, but in the name of Jesus, we're going to go back to when Jesus lifted those burdens off of your shoulders. And if you're here today and you've never experienced that, oh, you don't know what you're missing. This isn't just another church service. My friend, this is a place where God himself can lift the heavy load off of your shoulders. How many remember when you wept yourself to sleep, you cried yourself to sleep, and you didn't think there was any hope for your life, only to have the gentle spirit of Almighty God enter that room and speak a word of blessed assurance to you, hallelujah, and make you know again, everything is going to be all right. I will not fear, for he is with me. Glory to God. I know, I know you just, just want to go a-fishing right now because the stress is much. And you just want to go, go do something that's relaxing and something you know how to do. Because I don't know where God is right now, but I know how to, I know how to go a-fishing.
I'm going to go a-fishing. And they all go a-fishing. And they're out there fishing, and they fished all night long. And they're like, man, I know it's been three and a half years, but I've really lost the touch. You caught anything over there, James? No. Well, John's always catching stuff. John, what you got over there? I don't have anything. They're switching spots. One taking the head of the boat, the other taking the back of the boat. Switching lures. They didn't have lures. They had nets, but, but you know. Just work with me here. Work with me. And Jesus, Jesus is standing on the shore when the morning comes. See, see the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Hallelujah. You know, you know I'm, a, I'm a King James guy, and I just like the way the King James say it. You, you got you to quote that scripture in the King James. You know that's right. You, you can't say, weeping, you might cry for a while. But don't worry, because pretty soon you're going to be happy. You can't say it like that. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I don't know what you're going through, but hold on because day is breaking and joy is coming. Glory to God. Oh, I feel a witness in the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to hear that. And furthermore, somebody needs to believe that. Joy is coming. Joy is coming. The sun isn't the only thing rising. Joy is coming. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to reach out and say, Lord, I believe your word right now. Lord, I believe your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All night long, they did what they knew to do and it didn't work. All night long, they applied their craft and it didn't work. All night long, they exercised their expertise and it didn't work. All night long, they sang to the fish. Come on, fishy, fishy, fishy. None of it. They were throwing, they were throwing catfish feed out. Nothing. Using lures. No, they weren't. But yes, they were. Using, I mean, fly fishing. Minnows, night crawlers. Nothing. But when the day began to break... Jesus is standing on the shore. And he's watching these guys who are out doing everything their flesh knows how to do. And he says, children, do you have any meat? They said, we've been trying all night long, but we haven't caught anything. He said, I'm going to tell you then, here's what you need to do. You need to cast your net on the right side. He didn't say on the other side. He said on the right side, I don't know, maybe he meant you're over on the left side, you should go to the right. I think he meant you're on the wrong side. Wherever that was, there's a right way to do this. See, you are, you are, you are comprised of flesh and spirit. You're comprised of old and new man. 
This is a body of death. You have flesh. You have a carnal man. But there's a spirit man. Hallelujah. That God wants you to understand that's the right side of the ship. And I don't know what you're trying to accomplish, but if you continue in the flesh, you will never get accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. The flesh cannot make the miraculous happen. But when you cast your nets on the right side of the ship and say, Lord, I've tried to reason my way through it. And Lord, I've tried to logistics my way through it. And Lord, I've tried to bluff my way through it. And Lord, I've tried to fake smile my way through it. And Lord, I've tried to indulge my flesh my way through it. And none of it's working. Jesus said, it's time to cast your net on the right side of the ship. You see, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you shall reap of the Spirit life everlasting. You see, the thief came not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus is come that you might have life and that more abundantly. You see, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. See, the problem is not that God doesn't care. He does. And the problem is not that God isn't real. He is. And the problem is not that God doesn't perform the miraculous. He does. And the problem isn't that God isn't present. He is. The problem is you're casting your nets on the fleshly side of the ship. And you say, well, what am I supposed to do then? Because how many sides are there? I can only do it with my hands and my abilities. No, no. No, see, see, Jesus is getting ready to give you instruction from the shore. See, you got to hear what's happening on the shore. One day we'll reach the golden shore, but until we reach the shore, you got to listen to what's being said from the shore. Hallelujah. See, Lord, help me preach your word today. Not my words, but your words from the shore. Let me speak the word of Almighty God, Lord. This isn't Joel's opinion. If you had heard Joel's opinion, you'd be all messed up. But if you'll listen to the words of Jesus from heaven's golden shore, he'll give you instruction. He'll give you guidance. He'll give you knowledge. He'll show you the way. Cast your nets on the right side of the ship. Pray without ceasing. Commit thy way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Oh, hallelujah. Rejoice evermore. Think on these things. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. Cast your nets on the right side of the ship. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He's shouting instruction to you. And if you'll simply hear it and heed it, you'll walk away with an infallible proof. He's alive. He's alive. See, some of you are doubting whether he's alive or not. I'll tell you why. Because you're, you're still casting your nets on your fleshly side of things. And you're not listening to his word. And if you are, you're hearing it but not doing it. Because if you would hear it and do 
knew it, there would be such a persuasion come upon you. An infallible proof enter your life. And, and, and there will be blessings. I, I, material, maybe, maybe not. Enlightenment, certainly. But blessings you can't explain or contain. Oh, hallelujah. All because you listened to what the Lord said about casting your net on the right side of the ship. See, I, I, we used to go to Wisconsin every year and, and, uh, and preach for Pastor Carl Trapani in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And Brother Oren Millen was a, a good man of God there in the church. And he just took a liking to us. And he said to my dad, listen, I want to take you and your boys out fishing in Minnesota. Anybody ever been fishing in Minnesota? Ah, some good fishing up in Minnesota. Now, he took us out to, to the Alma fishing float in Minnesota. And we get out on his little boat and we'd catch northern pike. I tied into a northern pike when I was about nine years old. And the northern pike caught me. He reeled me in almost. He almost filleted me. I was this little skinny kid. Oh, my goodness. Leaning over. It was, I got him, though. I got him. And I got a picture of him to prove it. Brother Millen, would, Brother Millen would begin to give instruction and guidance. And I would, and I would, I would think, man, don't he know? I'm, I may be nine years old, but I'm an expert fisherman. I know how to handle. I grew up, first five years of my life, albeit, but I grew up on a lake in Mississippi. My parents pastored in Memphis, Tennessee, and we grew up on the shores of Mississippi, and we would walk through the grass of our backyard, and snakes would be running, walking by us, and, and we'd just keep on walking to the lake. We wanted to go swimming in the lake. We'd just grab rocks and throw the rocks in the water and watch the snakes swim off, and once they were gone, we'd get in the water. And I don't know what happened. Recently, recently I had a spider crawl on my hand. I didn't know he was there. I thought it was a piece of lint. I went to get it and it moved. Let's, I won't tell you what happened next. But the Bible talks about Enoch was translated. It was a very similar experience. I got that thing too, just like I got that northern pike. I got that spider. But I thought, man, doesn't Brother Millen know he's dealing with a nine-year-old fisherman expert? But I had to listen to the guidance and the instruction. And if you listen to the guidance and the instruction from he who knows what he's doing and what he's saying, you're going to come out of there with an infallible proof. If you listen to what God is saying to you, you'll come out with an infallible proof. See, prayer is important. Reading the word is important. Attending church is important. Being in fellowship with your brother and sister, it's important. Serving others, it's important. Loving your neighbor as yourself, it's important. Praise and worship, it's important. Recently I, recently I heard an amazing account. A young preacher had asked me to come and preach at a service. And, uh, and I, he was... He was Telling me his testimony. He said, I was, I was two days old the first time I came to church. But he said, my mom wasn't in church. I said, well, that's interesting. 
He said, yeah, he said, my mother was, she was working a flea market to make ends meet. She was a, a single mom, and she was expecting me. And she met this couple from church who would come in, and they had a friendly relationship. And this couple would talk to her, and they'd interact, and they would witness to her about the Lord every now and then. And they got her to visit church. She didn't have any interest in that. But now she was about ready to give birth to her, her baby, and she had a very difficult problem, and that was she had drugs in her system. She knew it, and she was terrified of going to the hospital. She didn't know what the outcome would be. She didn't know who to turn to. She called on this couple. She said, Sister, I know that you are a nurse. She said, I want you to, I want you to help me. She said, I'm scared to go and deliver this baby because I know I've done wrong and I've got many drugs in my system and I don't know what would happen. She said, could you come to my house and help me deliver this baby? And this sister talked to her husband and prayed. And she said, I could do it. I can do it. She went back to the lady and she said, okay, I can do this. But she said, on one condition, and I mean this is an... This is an unquestioned condition. She said, you let me take that baby to church with me every Sunday. You let me raise that baby in the house of God. And I will help you. She said, I have no choice. Please. She did. She delivered that baby. And two days later, she brought him into the house of the Lord to dedicate him. This young man is 30-some years old now, listens to our podcast regularly, invited me to come and preach and said, said and, and he's a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, nobody picks that that's going to be a preacher of the gospel. Nobody looks at that circumstance and says that this mother who has had drugs in her system and she's going to have a baby, and this, you, know, you don't look at that and say, oh, yeah, he's bound to be a preacher of the gospel. But that's when you're casting your net on the wrong side of the ship. If you will cast your net on the right side of the ship, I'm going to tell you stuff's going to happen that will blow your mind. There will be infallible proofs. He's alive. He's alive. Jesus is alive. I don't know what circumstance you're up against or how long you've been trying, but I'm telling you that if you will forsake the flesh and follow the Spirit, God's going to give you an infallible proof in your family, in your ministry, in your mind, in your finances, in your soul. Somebody receive it right now in the name of the Lord. Somebody receive it right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I need somebody who needs an infallible proof in your life to receive what the Lord is saying to your spirit right now. Hallelujah. 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 I need somebody who's been toiling all night long. Go ahead, stand with me right now. You've been toiling for a long time. You've been needing an answer for a long time. Go ahead, stand with me. That's it. God bless you. God bless you. I've been toiling. I've been trying. I've been needing an answer. I've been needing a miracle. I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting worried. I feel defeated. But the Lord just told me to tell you he's here. He's here. 
Don't be defeated. Don't be discouraged. He's in this place. And if you listen, he's giving you instruction right now. Hallelujah. Cast your net on the right side. Cast your net on the right side. Somebody lift up your voice to him right now and say, Jesus, I'm here. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Come on, all across this building. Speak to me, Jesus. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Jesus. Speak to me, Jesus. Speak to my heart, Lord. Speak to my heart, Lord. There's a miracle coming. There's a miracle coming. Hallelujah. Joy is coming in the morning. Come on, joy is coming in the morning. I need somebody right now who's been toiling all night. Go ahead. Come on forward in the name of Jesus. Because God has a miracle. God has an infallible proof for you. He's going to infallibly prove himself to you. He's going to show himself alive in your circumstances. He's going to show himself alive. I want somebody wrestling with some doubt right now. I want you to come forward in the name of Jesus. You've been wrestling with doubt. Come on, come on, in the name of Jesus. You've got a need that you know only God can take care of. Come on, that's it. Bring it to him. Bring it to him. Bring it to Jesus right now. 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 Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this place. I want somebody who can identify with what that mother felt when she realized she'd messed up and she didn't have an answer and she was in a position that she could not get herself out of. I want somebody who's in a situation you don't know how to get out of it. I want you to come forward right now. Jesus is in this place. Jesus is here. He's going to tell you how to cast your net on the right side. He's going to tell you how to sow to the Spirit. Woo! <laughs> yes, Lord. Oh, you feel that peace? You feel that peace? You feel that peace? You feel that peace? That's the Holy Ghost. That's Jesus telling you, cast your net on the right side. There is a sweet anointing in That's Jesus saying, I've got a, I've got a direction for you. There is a Come on, you've been casting your net on the wrong side. Time to cast your net on the right side. In the sanctuary, God is here. There's a sweet anointing in the sanctuary there is a stillness in the atmosphere come and lay down the burdens you
heart and bless the broken. Come and lay down. Come and lay down. I know you've got needs wherever you stand right now I want to encourage you just to reach out to the Lord right where you stand right where you stand reach out to the Lord you need to leave this place with a peace you didn't walk in with please do not leave this place until you feel a gentle confirmation from the Holy Ghost that he is with you come on you need it you need it go ahead break through to it right now break through to it right now Come on, don't let this moment pass you by wherever you stand. I'm telling you, this is a reaching, moving, operating work of the Holy Spirit that's in this house right now. He's moving to where you are. Let Him speak to you. Let Him speak to you. You've been toiling through this circumstance for a long time with no avail, with no progress fleshly progress but no spiritual progress but God wants to give you something that will persuade you for the rest of your life that he is here and that he is with you come on that's it reach out to him right now reach out to him reach out to him reach out to the Lord reach out to the Lord That's it, that's it. Let the Holy Ghost minister to you right now. Let the Lord speak to you right now. Come on, that's it. Don't be distracted. Let the Lord do His work. Let the Lord do His work. Speak to us. Let the Lord do His work. Speak to us. happening there's a miracle happening there's a miracle happening there's a miracle happening God's changing something in somebody's life right now God 